y se asustan y en un instante se acarician, se disfrutan y se alejan después con disimulo. Ese hombre contigo y esa mujer que lo conoce de mi brazo, los dos suplentes que después de aquel
Hello, hello, hello. Hello, How's hello. How's everybody doing? Welcome to Foreigner FM, your one-stop shop for being foreign. Um, <laughs> I'm your host, Julian Quintero. As always, I'm joined by Laura Faria. How are you doing today? I am doing great. I am sad that this is the last episode we record this season, but I'm I'm excited for our next season. Oh, for certain. Today is for everybody at home who, for some reason, do not have a clock. Uh, it is December 2nd, 2022. I almost said 2021 again. It, we're at the end of the year, and I'm still making that mistake. Uh, <laughs> Don't fully understand why, but in the end, it's been a fun semester. We've done, I believe, six episodes of Foreigner FM. We had our opening two, where it was just me and Laura, where we had Colombian music and Brazilian music. Uh, episode right after, we brought on the fantastic Nefeli Philip. Uh, she is from Greece. We put on some Greek music. After that, we had uh, Maria Gonzalez, some Mexican music, Eliezer. Gutierrez came on afterwards. We had some Venezuelan music. Last week, we had Aisha Jaffer from the UAE and Pakistan. And this week, well, we have no guest because it's the last week. It's been finals week. I have not, I wasn't able to find anyone. It was really busy. Quite frankly, I was really busy as well. Um, and I still have quite a few things going on this weekend. I have a work shift and then I have a paper, several papers to write. So It's uh, a very busy weekend. So uh, for those of you at home who are enjoying the fact that it's December now and those of you that are traveling like Laura uh, <laughs> now that the semester is essentially over and you have no more assignments or anything of the sort, uh, you guys have a fantastic time. And uh, me and the other people that are currently struggling and suffering academically due to uh, large workload will uh, we'll have a crazy weekend. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go absolutely crazy once I have everything handed in because I have a friend's birthday coming up right after the semester ends. And you can best believe that I'm going to be, and pardon to anyone listening at home, but I'm going to be drinking until I am no longer myself. Um, you have to. We we have yet to get hammered together, too. Well, it hasn't happened. It hasn't happened yet. It hasn't <laughs> happened yet. We got to do it the Latin way, too. Next Next semester, most likely. Uh, because, well, we're planning on doing this again next semester. Mm -hmm. So for those of you at home, just as kind of this first part of the show, after I'm going to follow it up with a music break, put some salsa, um, because, of course, that's just how it is. I put salsa today for those of you to be able to enjoy. Um, That first song was actually Deseándote by Frankie Ruiz. I forgot to say that at the top of the show. But essentially speaking, the structure of the show is going to be this. Laura and I, we have been discussing it. We are, uh, well, we have talked throughout... Um, we have recorded most of these episodes, um, however, because of the copyrighted music that plays throughout the program, um, first of all, we absolutely love having that copyrighted music. It's beautiful music. It shows different aspects of who people are. So it's really nice. But the thing is, we're able to get away with it on the current station we're on, which is Spirit Live, because Spirit Live allows us to play copyrighted music. Mm-hmm. We want to try to expand, have people listen to this afterwards. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, let's say, on your Spotify, Apple Music, things of the sort. But we're not able to do that because uh, the copyrighted music, when it comes in, um, we're not able to have that be on there and still get the thing monetized. So our plan is, for the upcoming semester, I believe, is... Whatever guests that we ha- have on that week, we always ask them, make a playlist for us. That way we can pick songs the day of and everything. What, what I think we should be doing, and I think what we'll end up doing, is having that playlist up and 
with that playlist we reference it at the top of the show hey there's going to be this playlist going to be in the description of wherever we post this mm-hmm. this episode if you want to go listen to music from that country uh that these yeah. people specifically picked out go ahead and i feel like that would be really fun uh mainly because we can't play it during 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 but we can just mention that we did and then include the sound bites of our actual conversations with the guests exactly so that's essentially kind of what we want to do um, for those of you who do listen to it live, just a heads up for what's coming in the future, uh, we're going to be announcing that, essentially we're going to be announcing that playlist, but while we're still on Spirit Live, we will be playing the music live because we're able to, mm-hmm. um, so just kind of that update there. Um, m- for some reason today, I feel like my voice sounds unusually chill. It sounds very radio-y. I was like, wow, Julian's really am, in his element today. <laughs> I'm not, not even in my element. I <laughs> I have stayed up so late this entire week. I had Mood. I had an eight-hour work shift on Wednesday, and then I had to do a bunch of work. And then I'm getting off of this, and I have to work on a, on a show, on a presentation with Laura for a radio broadcasting class. A whole uh, other radio show. A whole <laughs> other radio show that we're doing for class. And so I'm, I'm really Shout tired. Shout out to Aura FM. Yeah. <laughs> and then I have to uh, get out of that class at seven and I have to go home, make food, and then I have to start writing more to what I already have. 3,000 words, he says. 3,000 words for one assignment and then I have to write two artist statements that are about 1,000 each. So it's going to be a grind. I think I might sit down today and do the two shorter ones just to get those completely out of the way. That way I have something done. <laughs> so It's a good thing that you're a fast writer too because yeah. like for me I find that when I have these tight deadlines I need to use those like um voice to text uh things, you know? And then I'm just going to go on a 15 minute tangent. This is everything I know. Blah 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 and then I I have it write itself out for me and then from that you <laughs> I edit just it edit it. That makes so much sense. Yeah. That makes so yeah, much sense. Yeah, because if I have to type it out, I'm going to self-edit as I'm typing out. So it's like yeah. one paragraph will take me 5 hours. No, I'm the opposite. I it depends on how much I care about the paper, right? Because if it's a paper that I care about or I, mm-hmm. I need the grade or something like that, I will word vomit and then I'll go through and I'll edit it. If it's, <laughs> an, if it's an essay where I don't have to, I will word vomit and I'll look at the word count and I'm like, this is fine. And then I would just submit it. Like, I don't even review it because I'm like, yeah. I just don't yeah. care that much about this grade. Yeah. Like, the artist statements, for example, for one of them, it's a creative writing class where I have to describe how I felt emotionally for the pieces that I wrote, <laughs> right? Or whatever the hell. And, like, cool, that's that's awesome. But, like, the the pieces that I wrote are the ones that I went through already pirated, already put my heart and soul into. So the artist statement is going to be, like, the most generic artist statement ever. It's going to be like, well, I was feeling very sad one day, and I decided to write some poetry out of it. And uh, this piece represents my mental state throughout a very <laughs> tough period of time over the past <laughs> couple months that I, you know, f- went through some self-doubt and pain and, 
you know, wondered if I can get through it. It's basically how like, can you say nothing whilst also saying a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I've gotten really good at it. Um, anyway. But, but a, a great way to learn that, too, is also listening to a majority of podcasts that people release because it's always some guest who's going to spend three minutes answering a question and they're just going to be like, and, you know, I, I really like what you said because of the way that you said it, because when you put things into perspective, what you said is something that really makes me th and it's like what are you saying <laughs> what is the point <laughs> I, i don't fully understand why people do that but <laughs> hey man you know what it's fun and i'm lacking a lot of sleep so i know for a fact as soon as the semester ends i'm gonna one sleep a lot and two drink a lot that's um, the way it should be anyway for those of you at home who are kind of tired of me ranting about my semester <laughs> uh, when we come back i will actually talk with laura more so about things that are happening right now in the world we're foreigners i'm going to talk mm -hmm. about world cup uh but with that being said i'm going to leave you guys with uh one of my favorite songs it is jerry rivera his song amores como el nuestro you might recognize it as it was sampled on a shakira song enjoy Ooh.
That was Amores Como El Nuestro by Jerry Rivera. Welcome back, Foreigner FM, ladies and gentlemen. And it's 1228, and as I promised, I'm not going to keep talking about the where are we going to be next semester, Mumbo Jumbo. <laughs> I want to talk the World Cup. Now, I love soccer. I love football. As they say in Brazil, I love football. <laughs> football. Uh, football. <laughs> um, I love it very, very much. And it's been a very interesting tournament throughout. I'm really happy because there's been... A lot of major upsets. A lot of major upsets. There's been some crazy ones that I've really enjoyed. And later today, there's still football matches. At 2 p.m., you're going to see Brazil take on Cameroon. Brazil already clinched uh, onto the next round of the World Cup. Uh, but if Cameroon's able to get a win and then Switzerland tie with Serbia, uh, everything's going to get really crazy there. Because quite frankly, like this group could decide a lot. Switzerland plays Serbia if you know anything about history. Um, That's a big deal because a lot of people that lived in the Balkans uh, immigrated out of the Balkans to Switzerland because of Serbia. Mm -hmm. So, oh, technically Yugoslavia, but Serbia, um, which is really interesting. So to see Switzerland versus Serbia is going to be a very fun match um, in that sense. Brazil, Cameroon, Brazil, I, I really hope they rest half their team so they don't get hurt or anything mm -hmm. because I want to see Cameroon win that game and try to go through um, because... If there's one thing I like, I love seeing the African nations go through. Uh, I love seeing the African and the Asian nations go through because, like, I love my Latin American nations. I love, uh, you know, North American nations and into that. But for me, I really like seeing these nations that never get any respect in football because everyone thinks, oh, they're bad or, oh, they don't try. When in reality, it's like you're just not paying attention to how they play. I, I love seeing them go through because I just think it's fantastic. Um, so for those of you at home who have not been keeping up with the World Cup, which... Laura, have you been keeping up with the World Cup? No, and I might as well revoke my Brazilian citizenship at this point. It's but okay, they're I, winning. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> I truly... I, I, I think I've developed, like, a phobia of, like, football and the football culture just because yeah. I find that... <clears throat> I know gringos usually find that weird when I say it, but you will understand what I mean when I mm. say that in Brazil... 
soccer or football and mm. religion are one and the same. Yes, actually. So um, just like you will have religious fanatics that make me want to strangle them because they're so irrational and annoying and pushing everything down your throat, mm. soccer fanatics in Brazil will do the exact same. Everything is going to be, my my football team, my football this. My, and it's like, I do not care. <laughs> Leave me alone. And it's like the whole country needs to be stopped just because of this. The whole country needs to be stopped. And I'm like, enough. Ugh, I can't. That's I'm sorry, fair. Brazil. That's fair. I, I absolutely love football. I adore it. I understand what you mean because, like, those people really do get annoying. They do get on my nerves as well. I'm not going to say they don't. Um, and they get violent over oh, they it, get violent too. It's crazy. Well. But the way that I see it, though, is more so in Colombia, and I've seen it in other countries, is how much football unifies. Yeah, um, that's true. Because in Colombia, I've seen so many people, they hate each other. Uh, they're fighting and everything. You put on a Colombia game. Like for the national team, and yeah. everyone comes united. Everybody Everyone's is hugging. chilling. Yeah. It's nice, you know. So I, I like that. And yeah, I know it's the same in Brazil when the national team plays. Like, it, like when when you have like Santos or Atlético Mineiro yeah. or or Flamengo, you have those guys play each other. Sao Paulo, uh, when they play each other, yeah, it gets violent because those are. Like local, yeah. the rivalries, right? And I understand that because, like in Colombia, when Millonarios plays against Santa Fe or El Dim takes on Cali or Nacional or, Bo or uh, Junior, I almost said Boca Junior. No, that, that's Argentina. <laughs> junior, El Junior de Barranquilla. Shout out my mom if she's listening to this. Um, people get violent because, like, that's their local team. But when Colombia, the national team, when Brazil, the national team play, I've never seen a country in Latin, in Latin America that doesn't get, like, unified as a country when the national team plays, which is why the World Cup's such a big deal to me, right? Because I think, I think, I'd like to imagine that every country's like that. Yeah. Where, like, regardless of how much you hate someone or something, you both love your national team, so you're going to sit together, have a couple beers, and yeah. and watch the game. Like, that's what goes through my mind. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would say that um, when I go through my Instagram stories and I see what's going on, uh, mm. most of my Brazilian friends are pretty much hostages to the world cup right now so hostages. i like nah. they're all posting pictures wearing the yellow shirt you know with a Vamos Brazil. The, yeah Brazil like campeão do mundo. they're all uh, <laughs> commenting it's like oh why didn't brazil win this game oh why didn't it? and i'm like i couldn't care less but i respect that you do no it's uh I, one of my favorite clips is just uh brazil Brazil campeão do mundo. Brazil yeah. campeão pinta. Like, I don't know what it is. It just gives me a laugh. Whenever I think about Brazil and the World Cup, I just can't forget the national trauma that we lived through when Germany had, like, seven goals. I've, 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 I was never so happy watching a soccer match until like, I saw Brazil That That was a national trauma. No, so, <laughs> so, so here's, why, here's why I was happy, though. Because in 2014, uh, Colombia went into the World Cup. We were missing our best player uh, because of injury. And he was one of the best players in the world. And we still were, in my opinion, the best team at that World yeah. Cup. We played against Brazil. I felt robbed because of the officiating was very biased. Of course, yeah. I'm very biased in thinking this, but I thought the officiating was very biased, very against Colombia, because obviously Brazil is the local. You're going to have the refs probably favor yeah. them because you'll probably get murdered outside the stadium. Um, 
And I was very frustrated. I was really, really, really frustrated about um, that. So when, when Colombia lost 2-1 and we had a goal taken away from us unjustly, which bothered me, I went in. I was like, oh, granted, I'm also like 13, right? <laughs> like I'm a kid. Um, I was like, oh, I want Brazil to lose this World Cup so badly, <laughs> right? And then Brazil plays against Germany and... I'm chilling. I'm, I remember this very vividly. I was at a shopping mall. And on one of the TVs, it's just, I'm watching the game. It's 0-0. Zero, zero. I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. I watch 1-0. I'm like, oh, you know what? That's cool. Most of these matches are probably just going to be 1-0, like close games, whatever. I, wa I do a lap around the mall. And I come back to that TV, and it's just like 6-0. I'm like, what the heck happened? Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. The seven, the seven against one was a <sighs> national national trauma. I'd never felt so much joy in my life watching a game where I had no stake in it. It's funny oh, because so um, one of my aunts, she's uh, married to this German uh, guy. <laughs> And I went to visit them in Atlanta a little, like, while later. It had yeah. been a few years at this point since the cup. Uh -huh. And uh, it was my first time seeing my uncle in so many years. And I was like, Uncle Robert! And he was like, ha, 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 seven against one. And I was like, okay, it's been years. You don't, you don't have don't to care. bring that up. Considering how badly Germany's been playing since, considering they got knocked out in the group <laughs> stages of 2018 and this year too... I'd hold on to 7-1 as much as possible. <laughs> and the fact that they won that year. Uh, I had a buddy of mine from Brazil, another friend of mine, guy just from, I believe, Colombia. He's just a guy. Uh, made him a cake, and the frosting was the Brazilian flag. But when you cut the cake, inside it was the German flag. Wow, that's bitchy. It that's... was so wow. funny. It was so funny. Um, but yeah, essentially, just to talk the World Cup results so far, um, there's been a lot of upsets here. So there might be some countries where like, what the hell? They actually made it through to the next round. Like, so in the first group, Netherlands beat the group pretty easily. Mm -hmm. It's their first time back at the World Cup since 2014. So that's good for them. Uh, and then in second place, uh, Senegal beat Ecuador. So Senegal is moving on to the next round. Qatar finished last. Um, good. Uh, but Senegal went through. I was very happy for them. Mm -hmm. I felt bad for Ecuador. Uh, I was honestly hating on them because during this World Cup, the way that they did illegal things in qualifying cost Colombia a chance to go to the World Cup, which on one hand bothered me, but on the other hand, like, Colombia was playing so bad offensively, like, we didn't deserve to go to the World Cup. So there's that. Mm -hmm. uh, next group, England and USA. Pretty straightforward. Group C, Argentina topped the group, and Poland finished second, but Argentina lost their first game to Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. So I was like... Yo, Argentina might be out in the groups. That's crazy. But no, they went through and they won their two games. But Poland, Poland beat um, Saudi Arabia and Mexico uh, beat Saudi Arabia as well. And based off of uh, the fact that the Polish team got less yellow cards, they went through over Mexico. So that was pretty crazy. Um, group D, France goes through. But then Australia makes it through to the next rounds. The first time they've done that in like almost 40 years or something. Yeah, uh, like you said Australia. And for a moment, I had a question mark pop into my head. I was like, Australia. when have I ever seen Australia's team playing? I don't exactly. think I ever have. Well, they're moving on to the next round. And then here's my favorite one. because I'm happy that I, I called it, but like kind of. Because Group E, Japan finished first in the group over Spain and Germany. 
oh, and Costa Rica. Slap in the face. So Japan finished first. Good for them. But the thing that bothered me the most, though, was Japan beat Spain and Germany. They lost to Costa Rica. <laughs> I'm like, I don't understand. This team's going to be really interesting to watch in their next match. But they're playing Croatia next. I know that. Um, but I was really happy because at one point yesterday, Costa Rica took a lead over Germany in yesterday's match. And for those five minutes, it was Japan going through with Costa Rica second, knocking both Spain and Germany out, which would have made me so goddamn so happy. Funny. I would have been so happy just to see like two big countries get knocked out. <laughs> but no, uh, Germany came back and then Spain ended up going through. So that was unfortunate. But hey, it is what it is. Morocco and Croatia go through. Belgium completely humiliate themselves and get out here and they, they lose. They're out of the World Cup, which is crazy. Um, but, you know, Canada lost every game every game they lost in this world cup so that's unfortunate for I, them is that a surprise because i'm not surprised at all i mean i am because they were playing really good coming in and the way they played against belgium they were robbed of a win and i feel like the way the fact that they got robbed that way um the team just got completely demoralized and then just completely fell apart i'm gonna be honest with you julian i do not remember ever seeing the canadian team on the world cup but Oh, because they've never been. This was their first one in almost 40 years the uh, making the tournament. I'm saying more so because onto the lead-up of the tournament, they uh, they had scored the most goals out of every national team in the world, and they finished first in North America. Like, they beat out Mexico, they beat out USA. They were a really good team coming in. So I was kind of expecting them at least to get, like, a point, you know? Like, I, I would consider that a beginner's luck because if I'm very honest with you, in the 10 years that I have been living in Canada, I have seen quite a few groups of Canadians playing soccer, and I wish I hadn't. <laughs> now, you're, you're looking at, like, youth level. Those guys aren't great. But the thing is, there's a lot of players that are born in Canada, live a little bit in Canada, and then they move to Europe. And they come uh, through the European academies. Those I are the people see. on the team. I see right what now. you mean. Or there's a lot of people that are coming in from other. So for for example, like Jonathan Osorio, his family is from Colombia, uh -huh. right? Uh, the goalkeeper, his name is Milan Borjan. He is born and raised in Croatia. Like, like there's a lot of people that immigrated to Canada that are due to Canadian uh, citizenship. They are Canadian. You know, so that's why this national team is that good. And I expect them to get better because it's going to give attention to, to people to want to play the sport more. So that's good. Uh, also, the Women's World Cup is coming up in New Zealand in 2023. And the Canadian women's team is always fantastic. So hopefully they can win it. I'm honestly rooting for them. Uh, I'm only, Actually, no, I'm lying. I'm only rooting for them if Colombia is no longer in the tournament because Colombia made it. And I'm going to go crazy this summer watching the women's team play. I'm going to be so happy watching that team play. Uh, they're so fun to watch. Oh, Linda Caicedo, man. She is fantastic. Mm. I, I started watching the women's team, and I genuinely think if Linda Caicedo was on the men's team, we'd be in the men's World Cup right now. Mm -hmm. Like, she's that good. She's so good. Um, but yeah, other than that, earlier today, literally right before the show started, actually, South Korea beat Portugal. And Uruguay beat Ghana, but based off of South Korea scoring more goals, they go through to the next round of the World Cup with Portugal, knocking Uruguay out. So I was really happy about that. Um, so yeah, there's matches later today. Brazil, Cameroon, Switzerland, Serbia, starting at 2 p.m. And uh, that was my segment. I'm going to let Laura talk 
after this song break mm-hmm. <laughs> because I feel kind of bad just going off on a tangent. So this <laughs> is uh, Gotas de Lluvia by Grupo Nietzsche. Ooh. Enjoy.
And we're back, Foreigner FM, 12.48 p.m. This last bit's going to be kind of quick before we move on to our final song of the semester. Mm-hmm. Um, Laura. Yes. Anything you want to talk about to the wonderful three people that are probably listening at home right now? Yes, I almost died in the snow two what? weeks ago. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, basically... Uh, there was a really big snowstorm here in uh, North America. It uh, started off by hitting like Buffalo and they had like 60 like centimeters of snow. Mm. But I'm in Niagara Falls, which is like 20, 30 minutes away from the border. So I inevitably ended up getting attacked by the snow. <laughs> oh, of course. Casually. Um, we had roughly 40 centimeters of snow. So it was like all the way up to my, um, my uh, knee. And the problem here being that where I live, like, I can't really get home without a car. Like, I have to, my last stop has to be at this mall near Mm. the highway. And from there, I need to drive 20, 20, 30 minutes to get home. So either somebody needs to pick me up or I need to call an Uber. Turns out no one could pick me up when oh, I was coming home because my mom was so in Brazil and so uh, my roommate didn't have winter tires and the snow was already like super high up by the time crazy I arrived. Two weeks ago. It was crazy. It was crazy, right? And um, I'm thinking, it's okay. I, I'm just going to call an Uber. I get off the bus. My phone was a, like 50 something percent uh, battery. I'm like, this should be fine. I start calling an Uber and I'm like out there on the side of the highway, um, uncovered, you know, like there's no place to be inside. It's just the full storm. And I pull out my phone to call an Uber. My phone keeps refreshing for 15 minutes. No one was picking it up. And in those 15 minutes that my phone was waiting, my battery went from 50% to 5%. I hate when that happens. Like iPhones get so shitty in the in the cold. Yeah. And I started freaking out because I was literally by the QEW highway okay. with a strange creepy man that kept staring at me and then a couple. And if my phone died, I started to freak out because I was like I don't know anyone's phone numbers memorized. I don't know anyone's address memorized. Like, I had the option of, for instance, trying to go back to Toronto, even if I had no phone, and just, like, use my debit card to try to get a cab to someone's house, right? But I didn't know the address to anyone's house, right? I only knew how to get there. Um, So I started freaking out, and my phone died and i stayed in the snow during the storm for at least like an hour until a car passed by and then the first car to pass by was this car picking up a couple and then i was gonna be left alone with this weird guy who kept staring at me the whole time oh my god and i just straight up started to have a panic attack and this girl before she got into the car she was like do you do you want a, a ride to a bakery that we're going to? Like, you could you could charge your phone and, and call an oh Uber from God. there. And I was like, please, good people. <laughs> please. So I got into the car with them. Shout out to Cindy. Saved my life. <laughs> Shout out Cindy. Um, they took me to this bakery, which was actually one hour away from where I live. 
So, um, not shout out, Cindy. <laughs> yeah, it was one hour away from where I lived, but I, I was alive, right? Because I was, I was gonna fair. die frozen in the highway, or that creep was gonna take me to his basement. It was gonna be one or another. So, imagine getting Jeffrey Dahmered while it's cold outside. That would suck. But the thing is that this is exactly the kind of shit that would happen to me. So, <laughs> I was like, I can't, I can't do that, you know? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So, um, yeah, long story short, I found myself in a city called Jordan, Ontario. Jordan? Yeah, it's a city that probably has, like, less than 5,000 people living in it. And uh, um, when I called an Uber, it took 40 minutes for a car to even arrive to pick me up because it was that far. Jesus. Yeah. Um, Uber picked me up, and it was an hour <laughs> driving home. And I spent like a hundred dollars that day just to fucking. Oh I'm sorry, God. I keep swearing. It's um, fine, it's fine, it's fine. Just to survive. It was crazy. It was crazy. And the worst part about all of this is that when I told my mom that all of this happened, I expected the answer of like, wow, why do these things happen to you? How the world is unfair? Why you, my dear daughter? But her response, in fact, my was. My dear daughter. Yeah. Her response, in fact, Linea, was Linea. so a normal Saturday for you then. So funny. Uh, bro, if, if something like that happened, my mom gets worried when I don't text her when I get home from work. Yeah. And I get home from work late, and I'm like, my mom's like, why didn't you text me? And I'm like, because I got home and I fell asleep. Like, my legs hurt. I'm tired. I've yeah. been commuting for like the last hour and a half. And before then, I was serving people for like six, seven hours. Yeah. I'm so tired. I got home and I fell asleep. Yeah. I don't think it's that hard to understand. See, it's because my mom is like, she always has so much going on all the time that what concerned me the most about the potential of staying in the cold in the highway mm. is that like if i did stay there by myself like lost like through the nights mm. i don't think my mom would have noticed until at least wednesday Jeez. yeah <laughs> because she would be busy with work and stuff and then she'd be like oh wait i haven't heard about laura in a while how is she doing? And then it turned out that I was like frozen <laughs> by the highway. Hey guys, I'm a I'm a statue now. Like, <laughs> it would just be me with my phone in my hand. Just <laughs> it's like you have like Tinder open on the phone to catch you frozen. I know. It's Tinder. You have like your finger going left or right. They just have to guess. Like, is that? Hmm. What would she pick? And then they, they take your phone and they swipe it for you. you I know. know. <laughs> I know. But that that was definitely one of those cathartic experiences because, like, I've. Th this was not for the listeners uh, uh, enjoying this, uh, the tragic story that I'm telling you. <laughs> um, the reason my mom said, so another Saturday for you, is because I am one of those people that have been at the wrong place at the wrong time all the freaking mm. time. You know, like, I've gone through so many near-death scenarios, I can't even begin to recount them for you. Yeah. And the thing is that all my life, I've been having this recurring joke with my friends that... Like, I'm cursed or, like, I'm an amulet I'm or, like, stuff like that, you know? Or yeah. that my guardian angel is, like, really incompetent. 
I think I think your your guardian angel just really likes. I think he deserves a raise. I think he's really overworked. After last weekend, I started to think about it. He was like, you know what? I think there were so many opportunities for me to die at this point that either my guardian Renjo really is incompetent or he they're, they're... really needs a vacation. My yeah, man needs a raise. Dude's going crazy. He's over not there. getting paid enough for he's this. He's trying to save your life. <laughs> Every weekend, like, he steps in, they hand him a paper where it's like, hey, buddy, uh, if you don't intervene, she's going to die. And he's like, oh, fuck, again? Well, I don't know again? if there's, I don't know if there's, like, a, a, a force of the universe that's actively trying to get to me every single time. And my guardian angel's like, again? <laughs> I know, I know, I know very well that if that's the case on the days where you're perfectly fine and nothing's happening that guy is getting drunk out of his mind oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure that during the pandemic he got a break during the pandemic he's like fuck he was drunk every day to be fair you probably were drunk every day too i know oh Uh, yeah during the pandemic i like everyone was complaining about quarantine but i was actually quite happy because it was the most peaceful i've been in a long time you just you just low-key get like you just low-key become an alcoholic bro yeah (laughs) nah uh but yeah guys foreigner fm it's gonna get cold soon uh well it's already kind of it's already pretty cold but it's gonna get more cold too very soon it's gonna get very cold and you know, it's going to be interesting. Uh, what's going to happen with this show? Well, obviously, we're going to put in the application for Spirit Live. Hopefully, Spirit Live approves. Hopefully. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. And I think we did a good job this semester. I think I, so, I, too. I think we'll get another one. Yeah. And by the way, for anyone listening at home, if you're a student at TMU or you know anyone that is from TMU or hell, even if they're not here, but you know someone that lives in Toronto that is a foreigner that moved here from a country uh you know message me uh at julian quintero verano you know instagram you can message laura 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 faritos on uh on instagram as well mm-hmm. we're pretty active on there uh the plan is to well quite frankly you know get the social media up and running we'll probably try to get something up during the break post a couple clips from the first semester give or take uh and then get ready for the second semester and we might I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything fully. I'm just gonna kind of leave you guys thinking a little, but we might have something fun for you guys long term after next semester. So we'll have to see how that ends up turning mm. out. But uh but yeah. So for everyone who listens to us, thank you, thank you very much. It has been a fantastic semester from me and from Lauda. Mm-hmm. Wanna thank you very, very much. And, and we would like to also wish you happy holidays wherever you're from. Yeah, happy holidays, feliz Navidad, felices Pascua, felices todo, like feliz all of it. Tengo un feliz tiempo. Voy a decir esto en español. Felicidades. Todo el mundo que tengan una época muy feliz acá, que puedan disfrutar con sus familias, que puedan pasarlo rico y que puedan disfrutar. You have anything to say? You can say it in Portuguese. E eu desejo para todo mundo que esteja ouvindo um feliz Natal, umas boas férias e que vocês também aproveitem muito tempo com amigos, com comida e família, se isso 